This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox. In one of my previous um, uh, studio sessions, I talked about the church and what is the church. How was the church designed to function? How was the first church designed to function? And I made some points there about that God didn't put in rules for a church to obey. He left some of the things to each culture and each group of believers. Um, he left uh, wedding ceremonies, uh, worship services, um, funerals. He left all of that to the community where Christians served. So you're going to find that although they were all Christians, we have different ways to worship and different ways to do things. Um, sometimes we we find that churches are starting to fail, particularly now in the last, I believe in the last 10 years or so, I've heard of so many churches closing. Part of that was because of the COVID uh, problem. Uh, but now some of the churches are coming back together, but not all of them. I went to go speak to some of the people that I knew before and asked them, well, do you, do, is the church back together now? Has the, has the congregation recovered? And some of them have had financial problems, which is probably the, the worst case because people uh, did, just didn't have money. Some of them lost their jobs. Some of them were reduced in their pay. And many of the churches just ran out of funds. And there's a few other churches where the elderly went, where the focus was on elderly people. They don't meet anymore because some of the people are just too ill now and too sick and cannot make their way to the church as they used to. So what I did was I put together a list of things that will show you how a, what, what happens when a church starts failing. Um, some of this is a little bit controversial, but I wanted to make people aware of how, what, what happens when a church starts failing. Sometimes there is an orientation towards the past. Um, we ha I've been to many, many churches where they say, well, we don't do that because Brother Atlas in 1951, he started this and we've been doing this all along and we're not changing. We're not changing. I'm not saying that churches must meet the needs of the time or you, church says, well, this is what we do and you take it or leave it. When that starts happening, people saying, wait a minute, I already have a problem on my job. I already have a problem in my family. I don't need another problem coming to worship my Father in heaven. And then the church says, well, that's the way it is. Take it or leave it. We have some, some people, some leaders who will not budge on certain things. That's the way it is. You're not happy. Go find something else. Then you start to know that people start leave. They just leave. They don't come back. They're tired. They're trying of being ruled and tired of being uh, taunted. So this is one of the reasons we have to watch about failed churches. Then also there's another element that churches start failing when people are either born into the church or married into the congregation. People from the outside, they come and they say, well, you know, in the old church that I went to in Booksburg, this is what we did. So I think we have to do this too. In other words, the emphasis is more on the rules and regulations than it is on the spiritual act of worshiping our Father in heaven. Jesus said that. 
When the woman asked him, you know, where are we supposed to worship? Are we supposed to worship in this mountain, or must we go to Jerusalem? This is in John chapter 4. And Jesus tells her, the day is coming, and now is, where true believers in God will not worship in Jerusalem or this mountain. True believers will worship God in spirit and in truth. This is what we have. This is our focus. This is where we're supposed to be. The church is there to bring this community of believers together to strengthen, encourage, and equip Christians for their activities in life. It's not there to say, oh, I'm marking you down because you didn't say this or you didn't do that or what this happened, this happened and that happened. I'm going to mark you down. You know, church is a hospital for sinners. It's not a museum for saints. And we have to keep our focus on that. Okay? Also, there is a te- also in failed churches, there's a tendency to withhold approval rather than grant permission. Now, I've been involved in many churches like this where somebody comes and they say, listen, we, we, would, like to start, uh, we would like to start this ministry for the elderly. And, uh, and the leadership of the church says, well, the first, the first question, they, <laughs> question, the first statement they make is we don't have the money, and who's going to do it? You know, like it's like, well, don't don't tell us what to do. We understand that there's many needs, but you know we're in charge here. Thank you very much for your suggestion. Put it in the suggestion box, and we'll get around to it one day. Uh, there's this tendency to say, well, we don't, we can't do that. We can't do that. You know, to me, there should be more of a freedom in like, you have an idea. You want to participate in this? Can you help organize this? Can we put put people together to ensure this ministry is going to work and that people will be blessed and drawn to the church? I was involved in a mission in America um, many, many years ago. A friend of mine, Don Brown, had this idea of reaching out to the community. Now, knocking on doors doesn't really work. I know that there are churches who do this, and I don't belittle them. That They are at least making an effort to reach out to the community. But Don had a different idea. He said, there are people out there who have nothing. They don't have a spiritual home. They have no spiritual backup. They don't know what to do if there's a crisis. So what he did was he, ma- he had letters uh, delivered to every home. Okay, there were group of people that had letters. It was a standard letter. He says, this is the church and the place and the address. My name is so-and-so. We're going to have people come around to your community between 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock in the evening on a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever the day was. And they're going to knock on your door and they're going to ask you, do you have a spiritual home? Is there something we can help you with? That's it. There was nothing else there. They even gave the names of the people who was going to knock on the door. Steve and Don will knock on your door between 7 and 9 p.m. on those evenings. If you don't want to answer the door, don't answer. If you want to answer the door, we will greet you. We will make, we'll make you welcome. Well, as much as I, you know, I'm not really a door knocker. I got to tell you something. I prefer to sit and talk to people in a class, in a Bible class. I love doing that. People say to me, listen, well, what about this? What about that? What about the other thing? We can discuss it together like mature Christians. But I went with Don. And one evening we knocked on this lady's door. And she said, you know, she says, can you come in and sit down? We did. And she said, my husband died last week. 
And he says, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. We found out that she didn't live in that community. She was from the West Coast in the United States. Her husband's hometown was where she was staying now. So he retired, and they moved from the East Coast back to his hometown. And a week later, he died. He, was, he had a medical problem, and he died. She didn't know who to call. The hospital arranged a funeral home, but she said, I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. Do, you know, do. do I have a church service? Don't I have a church service? How will I arrange uh, the refreshments and invite people and everything? And Don said, look, we are from this church right here. We will help you with whatever you need. And we went back, and the eldership just took the lead. They took the lead. They said, let's go to this lady, make her feel welcome. They handled everything. From the beginning to the end. And she was so she was so encouraged and so happy. She says, you know, I feel like people care. They care. They care about me. They care about what happened to me. They even cared about my husband, even though they didn't know him. You know, so I have a question then. Uh, where do you think this lady goes to worship? Hmm. Yeah. She goes to the place where she felt like people were welcoming her no matter what her circumstances were. And she didn't pay for anything. It was all done by the good people of that church. So you have to understand, if you withhold approval about something, no, we don't do it that way. We've never done it that way. We've never had this program. Nah, it's going to cost too much money. No, who's going to do it? Well, yeah. When you start shutting down the needs of the community, the church will die. If the church does not meet the needs of the community, it will die. So you got to understand, for us, our term is service out of faith. And by the grace of God, we serve. We open our hearts, we open our hands, and we open what we have in order to share God's word with those in need. So I encourage you that if you don't worship someplace like that, go and find something where you can serve the Lord yourself. You can pick up your hands and put it to work for God's good grace for others. After all, someone came to you, someone taught you, someone opened the Bible for you, someone encouraged you, and that's why you're, that's why you're a Christian today. Now, it's your turn. So let me put that challenge in front of you. Today, be ready to serve. Take the opportunities, what you need to have for service for the King. My name is Steve. Thank you so much for listening. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.